time that we move on to Belmont New Market preview, Terry. Yeah, let's let's get stuck in. So we're recording at uh, 10.45am on Thursday, August 13. Northern racing this afternoon, Carnarvon tomorrow, which Pete McCormick is fielding <laughs> at Carnarvon. I tell Carnarvon. you what, well, he might not be fielding on Saturday after I take him for the ride at <laughs> Carnarvon. They don't call me, they don't call me the uh, – oh, I haven't got a name actually ready to go. <laughs> I should have probably thought about that. The uh, Carnarvon King. Crack, look, looking forward to having a crack at Pete at Carnarvon. Mm. Off about eight minutes for him. Nine events scheduled for Belmont on Saturday, and we finish up with again with a Kalgoorlie meeting, Goldfield Sunday. So, a bit of racing coming up over the next four days. Many thanks to our friends at the Mundaring Hotel and Market City Meets. The Mundaring Hotel sponsor our WA Racing Mastermind competition and Market City Meets. Of course, they are uh, the sponsors for our Get Out Stakes competition. Stay tuned for more information on how you can enter those throughout the preview. So, my Pre-markets preview, the leg up was released at 7 a.m. this morning on bestbets.com.au. It can also be viewed on the Ozrace website. Well, Terry and Daniel Cripps, they've been teaming up for the Wild West video preview. You can find that at the Betfair hub, betfair.com.au from Friday mornings onwards, Terry. Yes, and the podcast, the 1-1, one, one, our podcast, is also available on uh, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, and all other major podcasting platforms. Please subscribe, rate, and review, BJ. I found myself missing for the first time um, my little written previews. I've been writing for about the best part of 10 years, and this is probably one week where I thought, oh, I wouldn't mind of wouldn't mind chucking one up actually. I'll just uh, just miss the little words going down. So um, we might uh, we'll save it for the carnival. I reckon we might do a few uh, a few more a few more written. Jobs sometimes you can, sometimes it crystallizes. Doesn't well, it, it does. You, you've you've seen my personal the- notes for every meeting, and they're um they're about six or seven pages long anyway. So I could probably just neaten those up and use those. But uh, yeah, I ran out of one liners, so that's why I basically had to stop anyway. <laughs> ran out of gags. <laughs> yeah, I ran out of gags. There was, there was simply none left. So ah, <laughs> oh, dearie me. All right, let's get cracking, BJ. And um, what a what a uh, what a nightmare this is for uh, for people trying to tip on a Thursday and trying to um, trying to find a winner early in the week when we have a fairly large storm due to hit any time between oh, midday and, and five o'clock. So there is a chance that we could miss it completely. But I think the uh, the smarties are saying we'll probably get it by race two, three, four type thing. And I dare say by the last couple we'll be racing in a um, – even if the track isn't rated a, a heavy eight, I think with the rain coming down, the horses chopping it up, I think it'll be a really questionable spot to be. And um, I know that Pistol Pete Antonovitz – Anthony, uh, I've never got that <laughs> right. I know he loves his wide late in the day, and I reckon this will be a day where you probably don't want to be too close to the pine late in the day, I'd suggest. So um, we'll probably tune in to see what Maddie's on late in the day, won't we? Sure will, yeah. Rail at the 10-metre mm. position. Unique spot too. Unique spot. So Currently yeah. rated a soft five, had 51 mil of rain for the last seven days, uh, zero mil, last 24 hours. Uh, there's no rain for today, no rain for Friday. But it's as just Terry said, could start a good four. Could, but that, the track's not in good condition. No. You can see certain strides. You can see major. You can see a lot more kickback than you can in other strides at the moment. It just looks, it just looks unhealthy. It just looks. I think there's. I'm not going to say the shifting aspects of the grass. It just. I think there's certain patches which it's very hard to quantify that just aren't racing well. And um, yeah, it's it's a difficult track in in that sense. But it's been. It's been a hard season with the amount of racing we've had to do on it, in all fairness. Yeah, um, I think there was a good four-track official a couple of weeks or a week or two ago, and the 
the Vincicardi daily sectional times were like all coming through 10 lengths, 12 yeah. lengths, 15 lengths below benchmark. So I just feel like the track is just, it's almost like it's waterlogged. And and so they're just not getting- A sponge and yeah. it's just being ringed out, doesn't it? Yeah, so they're not really, so it's a, it's a soft five now, but you know, it's probably six, seven, eight really in from a times point of view. Um, so as Terry said, there is a storm scheduled for brewing brewing um after lunch on saturday so but uh, there was a storm supposed to be for last weekend during the west coast eagles game mm. terry and i was i was sitting at optus stadium basking in the sun with my glasses on it's just loving it? it yeah incredible stuff that's why i think especially later in this card it's um it, it is a card unless you really think you're nicking a great price early yeah uh, it's a good card to be um to to be taking late prices i think probably used utilizing the betfair exchange Sounds like a sounds like a good idea there, Terry. Mm. So I mean, do we really need to get too heavily involved in race one of the day? The Tab Touch Westby Platinum Maiden. Uh looks like a looks like some standard nom. <laughs> looks like a race we can we can watch and maybe look for patterns. I d I don't know, Terry. What are your thoughts? Uh, well, yeah, I, I cut I've actually price wise a couple have gone up. Um a couple have gone up my quotes here. So I can probably look at a bet. I think um, something important to note here was the fact that we saw the extended nominations for this race. So they didn't actually, amazingly, a thirty thousand dollar maiden. They couldn't, um, they couldn't o- get a field together. over fourteen hundred, over fourteen hundred meters. They couldn't yeah. get a field. So I would say that Miami City, who trialed on Monday, I dare say that was a late nom. I can't imagine the plan being. Oh, it might have been. Who knows? But um, there's a couple in there that I, I'd be surprised. Even Belafonte Boy, first up, no trial over the fourteen hundred meters. Was that already nommed? I'm not sure. So a couple of these might have been rushed. To get to the races, a couple that I know wouldn't have been rushed and would have been targeting this, um, a Trade Fair Express and a horse that I've been following. I really quite like the way um, he's been hitting the line and in his short four, five, four start career to date, he's yet to draw inside barrier seven. That's mm-hmm. time starts now. Yep. I'm not certain if he has the ability to utilise the gate, but I think he might not have to settle as far back, maybe only to, uh, I doubt the 1-1, one, one, but maybe maybe a pair further back. Look, I, I really, I'm struggling with the rest of this race. Miami City, first up, first career run over the 1,400 metres. Belafonte boy for first up over the 1,400 metres for Dave Miller. Um, Fire Goddess was was really poor um, last week. Any excuses? Not that I could see. No, mm. I really struggled to forgive that run. Um, brave call gave up quicker than I did in dry July. Um, <laughs> Auntie in the front, and that was a, that's a, that was my last. See, look, that was my last your gags, one. That's you, the last one I had. Your gags are coming back. And um, yeah, I, I just it's a very thin old race. So look, I, I've marked Trade Fair Express three twenty uh, time starts now. I've actually got three dollars seventy. So we're talking four forty seven bucks. I'm going to Dutch them. BJ, that's the plan. Same stake on both with time starts now, clearly being the better result, being the longer price. Um, simple stuff for me. Happy to be on. I'd like to see Jason Whiting just go straight to the front on Trade well, Fair Express. Well, I've got that written down that I think there's a chance they might try to lead. If you go back through Trade Fair Express's maiden form from last campaign, it was against Forgotten Jewels and and, and horses that would be starting sort of under $1.50 in yep. this type of race. So, um, yeah, the, the right form's on the board. Forget the first up run where something went wrong on a, on a sloppy old Pinjara track. Um, the Bon Odyssey form doesn't look too bad behind Pooley and Elite Spirit. Yep. So Zala ran third and Zala again got backed off the map. That might be a, a reasonable form reference. So. Yep. Um, yeah, hundred percent. There's not enough speed in this to, to really. I like most of these to be looking at the lack of speed and going, "Hang on, this is a great opportunity to lead a weak maiden." That's where you want to be usually. Yeah. So that's what I was thinking. I've I got Trade Fair Express marked three fifty mm-hmm. at the head of my market. Currently four four twenty on the local. So uh, that that's an, an overlay. I think it's a bit 
bit of 440 around in other areas as well. So from a tipping point of view, I've got Trade Fair Express on top. I'd like to see Jason Whiting send him straight to the front, try to um, try to make something get past him anyway, because he seems to be hitting the line well enough, but just can't keeps finding one better on the day. Bruce hasn't trained a winner since May, which is a concern. Mm, That's okay. one thing I did note as well. Uh, yeah, I, I yeah, can't go again with Fire Goddess. She was just so plain the other day and Turner has hopped off to ride Miami City. So it's Trade Fair Express for me. Yep, very good. Probably the first time that I'm willing to actually have a reasonable mini crack at a, at a maiden. And I think every time I've done that in the last um, 24 months, it's gone poorly. Uh, so <laughs> I'm going to be following me in. Uh, race two, the long leaf at Rangeview Stud Plate uh, for the three-year-olds. And it will be all eyes on clairvoyance here, BJ. Um, Five-horse field. Should be going to the top and looking purely at the raw data. And data. You, know, you know I love my raw data. I love data. There's nothing better when it's uncooked and it's raw. So <laughs> the raw data suggests this should be leading and winning and um, and should be doing so comfortably. Um, that's it. That's all I've got to say on this race. I'm not, I'm not diving in at the $1.30, $1.40. I'll watch it go around and um, see if Watch Me Dance can come back uh, as well as it uh, went last campaign when nearly won a Karakata. Takes a good horse to do so. Yeah, sure does. Uh, so clairvoyance, that 1,000-meter, last 1,000-meter win we spoke about on last week's show was rated by Daniel O'Sullivan as the best performance of the day across mm. the nation. 1,000-meter victory was faster than Floyd's win and faster than, was it Sun Silken on the same day? Mm -hmm. So uh, the, you can you can draw a line through how outstanding that performance Silken was. Silken eyes, what mm. did I say? Sun Silken. Sorry, apologies. Mm. When's Sun Silken? Today? When's Sunny Silk goes around today in the last. Right. Yeah. Silken eyes. Same colours. Now, yes. How? What about holding peaks, right? Okay. BJ's what? currently has his hands in an apex type <laughs> shape as well, like in, in the shape of a peak. So, clairvoyance went amazing. The other yeah. Day. How hard is it for a horse to? How far? A young horse. A young horse. How far? How far can it come back off that peak and still and, win? And still win? Like that was so such a significant. Uh, performance like it's is is that it's what's its level do you know what i mean like is its first up thing it's level and that was just like a, a freak peak effort or is that or is that its level like it's because you know it's um watch me dance is a really good filly and don't get me wrong i'm tipping clairvoyance as the winner but if if clairvoyance comes back off that peak at length two length three lengths does that bring watch me dance in into the, into consideration like she's she's going to well, be she's going to be get she's going to get the last crack at clairvoyance well should be she? a clairvoyance back from the gate yeah. that'll be the plan of the camp i'd imagine yeah. I, I don't like i'd like a longer spell that might seem a bit harsh it's been three months but um watch me dance trial pretty well behind free trade but i undisclosed was in that trial everyone was i still don't understand the raving about undisclosed last trial i didn't i didn't think anyway so that 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 puts a query on that um to, to some degree but uh oh, i think when you when you're talking a simple a jump and run conveyance like clairvoyance in a small field like this it's a matter of it being a, a barrier trial to some degree the improvement from first to second up i think you mentioned when we discussed that first up win that uh she was very raw mm. so i think what she learned and the level she went to there you'd suspect that is probably her level all things being equal but like, one of my biggest rules in punting is with the, especially the young horses in particular you don't you don't dive into the shorts so yeah. wouldn't be many horses i'll be diving into the dollar 40 about to be honest with you but uh i i suspect that she uh yeah she's one out of the box yeah, it looks that way, doesn't it? The 
it's like it was interesting. There was an ex- this is a, a lower level example, right? Of what I'm of what I'm trying to get at. Empire Rain was really good first up, elevated significantly in its second up win. Third up yesterday was a bit bit plain, right? One thing so, I would like to say about that, I think that price was well, that price was madness. Yeah. For we we don't know how well these new season. I know I I saw the data and I know the data said it was going to win by about three or four and it was obviously drawn etc etc but we don't know how well these new season three-year-olds just turned two-year-olds are going to go um against the older horses yeah we just we just don't know how well they're going to level up and i i've i'm i'm utilizing the data more than i used to in the past but i still i still feel it's a there's a poison chalice at times bj so i I understand what you're saying though yeah so look but yeah don't get me wrong i'm obviously have a soft spot for Watch Me Dance being tied up with the Steve Wolf camp. And she's she's a really good filly. Probably should have won the Jim Crack, probably should have won the Karakata, won the size. So she got she got the the feature race win that she thoroughly deserved. Uh had the has a trial blowout uh behind free trade the other day. Is gonna get the camp on clairvoyance and all things being equal if clairvoyance turns up breathing fire like she did the other day she just wins but oh, i've got a lot of respect for watch me dance and you know she's uh she's clairvoyance is going to know she's been in a race when 1200 is definitely a watch me dance yeah. over to you it's yep. so so but the, the thing with watch me dance is she's first up stables eyeing off you know spring features with her champion fillies those types of races so to, um i imagine that she's whatever she does on Saturday, she's going to come forward off. But going to be good to see how, how she goes because Clairvoyance is uh, is a very, very talented, serious young filly. Yeah, cracking little race. Good one to watch. Okay. In saying that, good one to watch. What, what, what have you marked um, the pair of them? Just bear with me for one moment, Terry. I didn't actually did mark, you- I didn't mark the race. I just said if Clairvoyance goes up $1.80 – back it i knew that wasn't going to occur but that was my notes on the race basically but now you I mean as you as you explain it you're now seeing it is a complete tourist race we can put yep. a line through the other three you're pretty confident in saying yeah if, if you're seeing the sort of five dollars about watch me dance like you might decide that's above your mark and that's worth a bet um, yep. i'm probably just going to stay out but um that's yeah sometimes you have to back the horse you don't necessarily think it's going to win but you're getting over its correct price so yeah i was uh, i was about a dollar seventy clairvoyance probably makes watch me dance a bit for you doesn't yeah, it yeah so you're getting near the five dollar mark yeah so mm-hmm. uh what is she at the moment 440 yeah right yeah okay interesting brad went up about 240 250 so probably closer to your mark so yeah but i mean that was probably a bit of heart stuff there with that price nah, maybe. You that in but uh <laughs> no nah, i don't know i just think that what well, i don't i just think watch me dance is um is a really really good filly and yeah it'd be interesting to see yeah. how it plays out we managed to just talk about a five-horse race for about 10 minutes, I think, as well. Well, I think we? it's one of, the, one of the most interesting races. <laughs> it is. It is car. intriguing. Leader, leaders back. All right. The Amelia Park Lodge Handicap, race three, um, over the 1,400 metres. BJ, I found this to be a wonderful race to dissect from a speed map point of view because it was so very obvious. We should see Snow Chino kicking up. Yep. Just disagree with me at any point here if I get uh, anything you wouldn't have had. Uh, Snow Chino kicking up, position to power to the breeze. Uh, Serenity Bay has more pace than it showed first up. I think they can get on the back of Snow Chino from barrier two there and cross not to be missed in the one one war god and i think uh, the instructions on not to be missed will be let it flop out the gates a little bit more here and just take up a spot three back the fence and look to present late i have come up with a fairly strong and and somewhat confident opinion Mm -hmm. somewhat is the key word that not to be missed um didn't run out the mile so two back i I said that i thought she 
uh, he peaked, sorry, against Wrinkley and Draft um, yep. in, a, in a 78 plus as well. Let's, let's remember that. That was a reasonably strong form reference um, that day. Draft went really well again last week in an unsuitably run race. Um, and Wrinkley, they went six, seven, eight lengths below benchmark to the turn for Wrinkley. That's unheard of, isn't it? Yeah. That's getting it a bit wrong, isn't it, with a pretty simple horse. So anyway. Well, on um, that, just on that, yep. on the same day, a race earlier, same distance, 1,400 metres, Billy Ain't Silly went five lengths yep. above benchmark and Wrinkley went six or seven lengths below. Billy Crazy. was still, Billy was a bit poor. <laughs> yeah, well, I suppose if you're going five lengths above still, benchmark. Still, you've been tied the door a bit more than that, I reckon. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe not. Anyway, not too missed. Three back the fence. Yes. I I think it'll open up. Snow Chino isn't in this race for me. It's been weighted out of it. Again, it's one of those. I spoke about Beautiful Mind a week ago or two weeks ago where they copped the ratings points in the Phillies and Mares races. And I think Snow Chino is another one that got the eight points from a uh, Phillies and Mares win. So against the, um, against the all age group, uh, I think she needs to yeah, come down in weight a little bit before, or she has to get deeper into her campaign before I'm going to consider her. Has a great record at the 1400. Don't get me wrong. Look, I'm I'm going to tip not to miss to to find um, to find his best back to the 1400 meters. I think three back the fence held up for a run till the 200. Clint finds a gap late, explodes through them. Pretty confident. Biggest danger Serenity Bay, obviously. Okay, I wouldn't have expected you to go that way. No, Drew. no, no. Very I think, forgiving. I, I think the key is, well, I'm not too missed for a 1,400 and a 2,000 yeah. meter race. And I really hope the, uh, the reason they've gone back to the 1,400 is because they've thought, well, hang on. I mean, the reason, I mean, you look at last start and you think, well, we've got the 1-1. How can we think of a horse that got the 1-1 and was one of the first beaten? But that's the race they went eight or nine lengths above benchmark to the turn. Not too missed. If, if he doesn't run out a strong mile, chasing that in, from the 1-1, that was just going to gas him even quicker. So yeah, Clint was- will put him to sleep three back the fence here and um, – um, look, as I said, we, we all know how good not to miss is. And if, if, the, if it does turn out that he's, he might be a 12, 1,400-metre horse, that might be his, his sort of zone. And if that's the case, he should be better than this. Yeah, he was, he was fired up chasing that speed as well. So he's yep. just burnt too much fuel early out of his comfort zone. So, yeah, I, I agree. Three back the fence following Serenity Bay is, is the place I'd like to see not to be missed. I've, I've ended up with Snow Chino on top. Okay. Uh, comes out of a the new season sprint first up. I thought she went admirably uh, over 1,000 metres when not suited. I like the booking of Chloe as a party. She's going to find the front uh, without uh, any any dramas. Uh, Chloe does her best work out in front, as um, most people are aware. Second up, uh, has a good record, Belmont 400 meter profile, loves a wet track, Snow Chino, Harrison Stable doing some good things. Probably going to be in for a pretty good day, actually, Dave Harrison. Yeah. Uh, second up, Elevation. I just think she's going to be out in front making her own luck. Serenity Bay, good mare on the rise. Only just got there to nail position of power the other day, but had to come from last to do so. I agree with Terry, probably going to land a box seat uh, on Saturday. No pike. Interesting to see how that turns out, and um, and not to be missed is going to be three back the fence. So Snow Chino is going to be out rolling. Uh, going to get first look at the um, at the track. Yeah, I think she can. You know, if she can tap into some close to some peak form, might be a run short, but uh, I think Snow Chino might give her uh, supporters a run for their money out in front. Very good, Snow Chino for BJ. Not to be missed for me. Oh, price wise. I thought we'd see better early. I think we're talking around about the $3 mark at the minute for not to miss. Maybe a, a tickle, just a tickle above that, BJ. $3.10 I can see here. I've marked him $3 in, in a market that does fall off a cliff after yeah, this. Yeah. I, I've, I've 
taken a little stand against Snow Chino potentially yeah. to my peril, but I've got it as a three horse race with position of power Serenity Bay not to be missed. So yeah, I, I'll be happy playing upwards to three dollars if I can see that the rail isn't a quagmire. Yeah, I don't yeah. want a quagmire. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be diving into three bucks on a quaggy. All right, cold rail. No, no, oh, we don't want to. No, that's we're barring the words cold rail from the <laughs> podcast from now on. All right, the staying race, Beach over the two thousand meters, where we see uh, double digit and sacks on sacks off to battle. Isn't it just uh, that'll bring a, a crowd to the track on its own, won't it? Oh, absolutely. A little bit of, of trivia: double digit winner on Belmont Newmarket Day way back in twenty seventeen. I reckon I would have had something on that day too. Alan Kennedy and yeah, the Spider, yeah. I reckon I would have had something on fairly uh, that day. Anyway, and um, this is a uh, an interesting staying race. I'm going to put a line through the big show. First up at the 2000, Darren McAuliffe can do amazing things getting him ready for this type of stuff, but I'm going to continually take him on. That's just my always my plan. So um, we'll be taking on the big show. We're going to take on Noir de Rue. I think they're the two best horses, and I'm going to take on the two best horses. I don't like Justin Warwick's stayers off, off, off more than a week or two, and it's off 28 days. So um, no doubt it can win as well if he has it 100% ready to go. But, look, I think this race is between um, Burning Pride and Prince Turbo. Found it difficult to line the form up. Marked them equal favourites around that $3.50 mark, which is where the market is currently at, BJ. And, look, I think Brad went up some six bucks Prince Turbo this morning. That was worth a little dip. But now at the current quotes, it's hard to get too enthused about uh, either of them at that price. It'll be a, a really, really interesting race. Um, but I'm expecting one of the um, one of the pair to win. BJ, Gangbuster will run a race as well. We got pressured by persistence time all last start. Just don't know if Gangbuster is going to win until um, he drops a few more points. Okay. What did you think of Prince Turbo last Saturday? We were both pretty mm. keen on him. He was, one, he was one of your best bets of the day. Yeah. What did you make of the run? Pretty happy with our map, first of all. Got that bang on on the back of Fura. Uh, I would like to see Clint go to the outside. Would like to push Juicing Carrots out of the, on the turn. Um, we discussed it earlier. Something a bit uh, – they, they tend to just pick up and sprint a little bit better when finding the uh, the outside runners on the inside. In saying that, Juicing Carrots still beat Prince Turbo home, so mm-hmm. I don't think we can have too many uh, too many qualms. Uh, the run was okay. Uh, Fura did all the work. They went – Above benchmark, reasonable amount. I haven't got the data in front of me. Yeah, For Fury yeah, to kick yeah. on like that, full credit to the winner, I think, in that sense. But, um, yeah, good enough run. I, I Yeah, we should have probably beaten Juicy and Carrots home. It was three deep the trip on a big uh, – on a big uh, – on a, on a race they've, they've gone really hard in. So, look, we probably wanted to see – a little more, I suspect, but it's also hard to come across from the widest gate and then get the horse to settle. Yeah, you got to j- you, you've jammed him in there. You're using yeah. yeah horses don't have um, an on and an off switch, so um, you've but used, on you've Saturday he can fuel. lob in a sweet exactly, spot. Exactly and right. Burn no fuel. Early, exactly right. So. Exactly right. I don't know how it's going to line up. Uh, you go back through the ATA form, whatnot. It lines up extremely well over yeah. this journey, and I suspect he'll be the supported runner here. Yeah, look, if I had if I had a gun to my head, I'd probably have him on top again, but um, not with a, a supreme amount of confidence. First goal to staying true at this journey. Okay. This campaign. I just thought that run last Saturday. Topped him off nicely. Just topped him off. I stole your words. Yeah. Exactly just, what you were going to say there. I just feel like he just, just peaked that touch late. Mm, and bit of, bit I always, I always, I'm with Terry, I always think it's harder to improve. It's sort of almost like it's unnatural for horses to improve underneath other horses. Mm-hmm. The natural flow of horses roll to the out, uh, cross outside of heels and balance up and, and let down. CJP opted to dart back inside Fuhrer and for a moment got our, got our hopes up, didn't he? But um, mm. just sort of, and the numbers suggest his last 200 was was a, was a bit plain, but his 400 to 200 was the best of the race. So that said, 
that run should bring him forward nicely. Look, uh, I think he's well weighted, fifty-five kilos as yeah, well. Really is. Well placed, quick backup. This just looks set up sweetly for for Prince Turbo for mine. Uh, I agree with Terry from ten. Had to be really aggressive early with the blinkers on to put him in that spot where they want him to be to be competitive in that particular race. Does it, they don't have to be as aggressive on this occasion? He should have a heap of fuel left for late in the race. I think he's just going to be too strong. I was three dollars Prince Turbo, okay. so he's he's a that six dollars for. That Brad bet opening six dollars was uh, he mentioned was generous. He mentioned there was a bit of support there. Yep. Uh, yeah, he mentioned there was a, a few people were interested in that price. So and yeah, and uh, the burning pride double digit form needs to be queried as well. That was a really poor staying race last yeah. time, yeah, wasn't it? And we speak about this a lot, but burning pride seven wins all ridden by William Pike. So mm -hmm. it'd be interesting to see if Jared Noski can uh, can get his name alongside the uh, on a board when it comes to burning pride. But for me, I just think this is a perfect setup for Prince Turbo. I think he'll win. Yes, I can definitely see that. All right. And um, Saxon Saxoff, probably not first up in a 78 plus as a 68 rider. Yep. All right. Race four is done. Therefore, we move on to our WA Racing Mastermind competition sponsored by our friends at the Mundaring Hotel. They have been the heart of the hills since 1899, located in Jacoby Street, Mundaring. If you get a chance, drop in, see the publican, Ian Butchie O'Connor. Say good day. Let him know you're a 1-1 listener. Uh, even if you're coming back down Great Eastern Highway from the Northern Races today, tuning in to the 1-1. Drop in and see Butchie and his team at the Mundaring and uh, he'll look after you for sure. Congrats to last week's WA Racing Mastermind winner, Jason Wheelow, a $100 gift voucher is on the way. We put it in the post the other day. So to be crowned this week's Mastermind, you'll need to answer the following three questions and to get your answers in, please send them via direct message on Twitter at the11pod. Terry. Pens out. Ready to go? Ready to go. Question number one. Name the horse who will be lining up in a fourth straight Belmont Newmarket on Saturday. That's a good one. Question two. Name the training combination that prepared – this might be a bit of a trick question actually. Name the training combination that prepared Smoko to win the 2014 Belmont Newmarket. It's easy. And you'll love this one. Question three, name the 101 pop who won the final race on Belmont Newmarket day last year. I don't even need to give you the hint, but I'll give the hint to uh, all the listeners, was written by Lucy Warwick. So they're the three mastermind and questions. if you listen to the race call and you tell me that Richie Bell wasn't on there, <laughs> I will not believe you. He called that home and that was like, that was 220 to 1 on Betfair. Well, I know that for a fact. I don't even think he finished calling all the horses. He, he did. Was he was on, honestly, at, at the 800 <laughs> metre mark, he was basically declaring it the winner. So I have no doubt he was on it that day. Uh, How'd I go? That's my answers there. Three for three. Yeah. The the mastermind. He's back. The guru. So get your answers in and you can be in the running for a hundred dollar gift voucher to the Mundaring Hotel, Terry. Perfect. All right. Race five. Mrs. Max. If it ain't a Mrs. Max, you gotta take it take back. It back. Uh, over the mile. Look, we can 
we can probably pull this race <laughs> apart as much as we want to, BJ. But no, I, thanks. no uh, thanks. But I do think that um, look, Montalena was a very impressive victor, probably getting further back than they would have anticipated when the speed came across from out wide last start. But um, look, I think Montalena should be winning again. The yep. price isn't there for me. But with the lack of speed in this, strike force probably goes forward and leads. Um, I think that um, I think that they can land a lot closer to strike force. So. What about the gear change? Yes, yes. Oh, we're talking about strike force, of course. So strike force is one I did want to discuss, actually, BJ. Uh, huge effort last time. I tipped it last time. I was the Maddie at, at 150 to 1 or whatnot. And um, beaten five and a half, but that was in a really good 78 plus. And uh, they went 8.7 or 8.9 links above benchmark to the 600, which is uh, it's quick, very, very quick. So they went absolutely mad. So ratings, another two ratings points are shared. Uh, Maddie goes on and obviously horses are flying for Maddie. Gets a map completely to himself handles the soft handles the heavy mm. handles all conditions and still not sure how good he is but look i've marked him just over i think i marked him 11 to 1 here which might seem a little thin i think he's currently around the 15 dollar mark so one you could consider each way and yep. look I, as i said i do think um arnie's boy win the race but uh sorry montana <laughs> win the race i've just given away my next line haven't i one horse that i'm expecting big improvement from at the best part of 40 to 1 at the moment probably who knows, could start longer, is uh, Arnie's boy. I was actually at um, Belmont last week and um, there was a bit of a tip going around. Uh, sorry, a fortnight ago, a bit of a tip going around for him while I was in the urinal. Um, <laughs> so usually that's where I find that's you. Where, get, that's where you get your best mail. That's where you get your best mail. Yeah. In the, uh, yeah, near the um, the bookies ring. Near the near the hotcakes in the urinal. So yeah. um, I uh, I expected <laughs> uh, – look, I expect Arnie's boy. That's That was a joke, but it actually did occur, but that was a joke. I expect Arnie's boy to improve because Arnie's boy is not suited leading mm. um, at his last two. CJP goes on, finally drawing a gate. They'll just uh, let him have a sleep midfield, 54 and a half. He's fifth up into this preparation. I think Ashley Manley wouldn't have kept him going if there was any issues. So look for a really big improvement at a price. Been from, burning um, ratings points too. Yeah, 100%. Point. Yeah, yep. he's down to, I mean, in a – 54 and a half. You're talking <laughs> in, a, in a 66 plus. He's actually didn't even need to burn those last two because um, – it's a 66 pass and he's a 64 Raider, so yeah. that didn't actually matter. But, yeah, I, I just think he can run a, a, an improved race better than his um, better than his uh, odds will belie. So, look, Montalina, very hard to beat, but there could be some value each way in strike force and Arnie's void potentially. So, so Akinai is, um, is obviously the yeah. the second, most people's second pick. Understandable. To knock off uh, the odds on pop. Montalina, three and four deep with Lactar, Lucky Lactar Romoli on last star, claiming three. What are the pros and cons of Lactar off senior rider Troy Turner on? We spoke about this pre-show mm. about, um, you know, like take, take, for example, Bonneville Black last week. How many other riders would have won on Bonneville Black? last week maddie was three deep no cover just rolling happy to be there no dramas and the horse responded with with the with the wind sometimes being three deep as a senior rider can cause you know anxiety or whatever it is because they don't want to be there it doesn't look good being out there you, on the vision and on the call as well three wide no cover is probably the worst place you want to be but when Maddie just doesn't seem to worry about those things. She just the best jumps. Place. Yeah, she mm. just jumps. She's happy to be there. The horse is happy and the horses try for her. Similar situation, I felt like for Aconite mm -hmm. last week, where she was just three wide, four. no cover at four wide, yeah. out of trouble, and just kept trying for for Lucky, Lucky Lacto. Away from his natural habitat on the rail. Too. Yeah. So interesting. To, sometimes we see, oh, three kilos, uh, junior off, senior on, positive. But I'm not saying that this is the case in this situation, but. Sometimes it always doesn't play out that way. 
No, it doesn't. And, and Troy Turner still uh, still finding his feet in the saddle. Um, you don't actually stand on your feet in the saddle, but uh, you get what I uh, mean there, BJ. And uh, I'm not certain if horses are 100% running for him at uh, at their full capacity at the minute. So, look, Aconite was a uh, victim of the the Pope virus in February, which we uh, we spoke about in depth throughout that period. And all runs back. I mean, to win a race at Pinjarra against Luke's Choice, and I think it was Super Territoria that day with Hannah Fitzgerald on. She rode a treat that day, got it wide on straightening, but not many horses sit and sprinters win with the the young apprentices on there they're the hardest horses to handle obviously and i'm looking forward to discussing jericho missile shortly which mm-hmm. is probably the the perfect example but um uh, it showed that uh this horse uh and she has returned extremely well so she can definitely run a big race here but um look i just i don't see her out sprinting um montalina and i would have liked to have seen them keep the claimer on mm. to be honest in this situation would have been a significant now it's a significant weight swing to against, yeah. against. Yep. So, um, despite the loss, despite the loss, yeah. So it does look set up for Montalina to win again. She's always promised the world. Montalina looked like being an absolute um, jet early in her career. Seems to have a few. I don't know whether it's between the ears for Montalina. Uh, seems to have a few quirks, but um, bit bit of a uh, quieter ride from Chris Parnham last start, and she she belted him late, didn't she? Drew, drew away, really mm-hmm. impressive. Could uh, looks like DMAC Darren McAuliffe's got her back in the zone again. If she's on her best behaviour, she is switched on in a similar vein to last. Uh, I think she just just kept out of trouble. She just wins again. I like what you're saying about Strike Force. You've tipped not to be missed earlier in the card. Strike Force finished right on not to be missed's heels mm-hmm. last start. So there's a reference there. Uh, out in front, Maddie Derrick on board. Who knows? Could could give a kick at uh, at a price. But um, from tipping point of view, Montalina should just win dollar sixty a bit thin. Yep, I'm 100 with you. When, when they when they are a bit thin, I mark Montalina flat even money. Has disappointed us in the past, so perhaps I've marked Montalina a little bit longer than I should have. But it does bring other horses into the race. I think I marked Strike Force as I said, 11 bucks and Arnie's boy, uh, just below 20 dollars. So at uh, I think they're 18s and 35 bucks at the moment. You can you can justify a very small little play on either of them. I, I or the I, pair. I didn't. I haven't minded the recent runs of wee ripper yeah uh, no, i had wee ripper pretty pretty firm in my market too so if it's as terry said if it's not a quagmire then uh, on down the rail wee ripper gate one on the minimum probably expecting to get out late on the exchange yeah, a bit of a nonny yeah but uh could be in the spot and could take advantage of if if there's a pattern on the day that that suits so uh we'll be follow might, might end up following the rail and getting the right run. Who knows? At a mm. price. So, I think but we yeah. just tipped every horse. Just about managed to tip every horse in that race, <laughs> race as well. So, some great clarity there. <laughs> All right. Uh, the first leg of the quadrella, um, the quadrella that I'm sure a few will be anchoring one later in the day, which we'll get to. But this looks a more open leg in the uh, happy 60th birthday to Ron Gajewski, the big Jew. Happy birthday to Ronnie. Ronnie G. Ronnie and Ronnie G. Ronnie G. Happy, happy birthday, Ronnie. Meters. Mm. Tell you what. Tough. Congratulations. Yeah, tough. This is a tough race. A very interesting race to, to dissect. And a race you can probably look for a little bit of value if you're that way inclined. I think the conditions. This is now it's 3.05 p.m. BJ. Mm-hmm. This is when conditions will really start to play a massive part. And yep. uh, I think our, our best options here for anyone that's listening is to um, is to probably just discuss the races and say, look, if this is the situation, if the rain has come, if the rain hasn't come, because um, things change massively. Yep. Uh, if the rain doesn't come, Look, you'd suspect that 
uh, a horse like Round the Point probably can't win. But if the rain comes in in um, in absolute uh, bucket loads, and it has been around for a while, and it's a bit choppy. Round the Point over a thousand meters on a wet track is simply a different horse. So um, he, he's one you consider. The current price isn't there. But uh, look, from a speed map point of view, how did you have this playing out, BJ? Super X leading. Oh, you reckon that's? I initially. Had that too. Round the point outside leader. Kennedy, three wide, no cover. Stealing a state leader's back. Yeah, I did something very similar to that. Mm -hmm. I'm just a bit concerned. Super X wasn't that quick out the gates. Mm -hmm. And I know they had a semi-planned pre-race, I think, not to necessarily to try and lead. Yeah. But I don't think Luke would have Maddie on without the intentions to at least want to lead. Um, if she does get crossed by, say, because Weaponson can go quick too. Yep. If they do get crossed by round the point Weaponson, I don't think it's the end of the world. But... I always prefer a Matty Dairy course without cover, yeah. Um, which I've made pretty clear. So, some risk there in that sense, but should improve second up. Look, Weaponson was scratched at the gates. That was just a cut above the eye, I believe. So nothing floating mishap. Yeah, yeah, nothing. Oh, it was was it? At, it wasn't at the gates, was it? Sorry, no. but an hour before the race. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah sorry, yeah. got a, got a nick on the eye um, in the float ride to the so, racetrack. Yeah, wouldn't be. Um, I wouldn't be too concerned about uh, about that, BJ. But uh, look, in in a very Open, funny type of race. There's one horse that's come up well above my marked quote. I've, I don't think this is a, a certainty by any stretch, and I'm surprised I'm even tipping it. But um, I've, I've marked ATM $13, so it's currently the exact reverse at 31. Uh, I think I think this is a real fresh horse. Last yep. campaign, last two campaigns, first up runs have been really good in races that have turned out to be really strong form lines going forward. Probably a bit stiff not to win first up last campaign, actually, um, behind Transgressor when they cleared out from third. And Transgressor was, was a, was was a different There was a fall. There was a fall, yeah. yes. Yeah, there was yep. a fall. So and Transgressor went on to have a really good campaign as well. So that was um, really nice, uh, a nice four lines at the time. Christy Bennett was on a fair bit throughout that campaign. The horse didn't have much luck and was only won three of 22, but I think took about 11 starts to, to break his maiden status. Uh, his record on the soft going is interesting with the, the six starts for the two wins and two placings. The other two occasions he's raced on the soft track, he's been stiff. So you could arguably say he um, he should have even a more impressive record on the um, on the going. Look, from Barrier 14, Blinker's going off. Trial was really nice, really liked the trial. We're going to need to see that three-wide line you discussed with Kennedy leading him up. We're going to need to see ATM looking in that line. We're going to want the fence to be off probably. We're yeah. going to need a lot to go right. We're going to need to look at a lot of aspects in that race to be to be lining up but atm's a really progressive type and it wouldn't surprise me if um he whips past those this isn't that deep no a, uh, a 60 plus and if you're talking e always is six dollars fifty and atm's 31 dollars you've got that wrong big, yeah. big time so um look at, at those prices i'm i'm happy having something on on atm at a at a big quote bj interesting interesting surprise uh, myself there yeah i just felt this was a really really wide open bit of a bit of a trappy type race i ended up playing it pretty safe with weapon son resumed ran into a horse called elite street first up belmont thousand um went, went really good ran that that talented type to a neck then was um interesting second again behind excellent dream second up with christy bennett on board it was sort of holding excellent dream in a pocket <laughs> with uh, an excellent dream was trying to push out out of the pocket when there was a cutaway rail in play that day. Mm -hmm. That was interesting riding tax. But anyway, he, he, after he copped a 
pretty heavy bump, sort of balanced up and came again. Uh, I think um, I think Weapon Sun's going to get a pretty, as Terry said, he's got gate speed, so I think he can land in a pretty like prominent sort of stalking position, mm. uh, out of trouble too, because from that mid draw, uh, Joey has a party starting to get his mojo back um, in the last couple of weeks. I feel, and we spoke, I spoke about David Harrison earlier in the show. Just think, Weapon Sun's going to get the right run. Belmont thousand meters looks up his alley. He just, yeah, he just sort of came out on on top for me. But I didn't necessarily have him as sort of short as what the what did the you market. mark him? I was fo- I was like five dollars the field. Really. Yeah, okay. Him and I thought him and Super, Super X. X yeah. yeah, they look the obvious standouts, don't they? From a yeah. market point of view, both race prominently, both coming off pretty good performances. This isn't much harder. Yeah. I actually marked Webinson, um four bucks as well. So yeah. it's, a, it's it is on top in my um, in my market. But uh, yeah, no, the current prices suggest it's not the best. It's probably the X Factor horse as well. Yeah. Um, I remember the day we actually faced uh, the Italians, one of mine, and um, we were probably the better better run than it. But it had to come from off the speed. I think Webinson. I did think Webinson was going to be a better horse when allowed to freewheel out in front, but that elite street form when Chris Graham had to take a seat, uh, sit because of the speed in the race really has added up. So always good to have a versatile horse, isn't it? And, yeah, I just think that he's just going to be in, in the right spot. Third up should be should be close to a peak performance for, for the Harrison Yard. He he's From a tipping point of view, he comes out on top. He's just under my price at the moment uh i was with you i thought round the point made made sense back to the thousand with sean mcgrady on board wait for the weather yeah pretty wait for the weather if it doesn't of, come you don't want to be on a good four do you yeah will it be a good four though oh well it's, it might be listed as a good four yeah. whether it actually is a good four i don't know but yeah he's pretty uncomplicated sort of style isn't he around the point jump run roll box barrier on. seven could be perfect as well if the fence is off he can just stay a couple off it and and yeah if you go back to the run versus long beach silken eyes and danny george all of them win this so yep um yeah as i said if the weather does come around the point will be some that i think that a lot of people will be uh, will be heading towards yep and uh did, did run third behind a couple of smart ones uh, Two starts ago, I ran second. Did it? It's uh, no devoted star. Prior to that, it ran uh, fourth in the Long Beach race. That was yes. Long Beach, um, Silken Eyes. Bit thin last week over the twelve hundred. I thought they walked Brody. They just yeah, it was it was a little bit average in a race where the the first few really did dominate. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's a different horse on a on a sloppy uh, thousand meter stretch. Actually, did some stats. Let me just get my stats here. Where did I do the round the point stats? Um, I actually was quite interested to do them. So over its career, it's had. Um, 32 goes at 1100 meters or further um for for one win seven placing seven 10 seconds yeah, one win it's had one that's that's the most important part one win over the 32 starts and it's had three wins um from nine goes over the thousand so that's very basic stats but if you go a little bit further over the 1100 it's ran second twice in 60 pluses as yep. well past the 1200 the only success it's ever had has been at albany in far inferior races so um i think it's taken a while but i think this really is a thousand, uh, thousand meter specialist yeah so that's what i'm trying to say yep Thank cool. you for assisting. And Mylena was a horse to follow. I thought her yep. first up run. She was, was better than Weaponson. Uh, yeah. Sorry, than Super X first up. Yeah, she I was thought. really good. Yep. Chris Parnham on board, like that, right? Uh, blinkers mm-hmm. go on. Mylena, um, she, what's she? What's they got her around at the moment? Oh, she's been met with a bit of support this morning. Was sixteen dollars into into nine fifty. I suspect it will be better. A race you wouldn't be uh, you wouldn't be that silly in taking the field if you were doing a quadrilla. That's all I say. Sterling Estate drops back from a seventy-two plus to a sixty plus and gets in on the same weight because it's a sixty-rated horse. Actually went really well against. We've got Dream Seven days ago, so not a horse I'm going to be backing. Sterling Estate, old uh, 
He definitely uh, he's getting a little bit giddy from going around that many <laughs> times recently. I think, but um, look from the he, he maps to to get a pretty nice run as well. So, um, and just last thing we spoke about this uh, pre-record was um, uh, Ali Asfar Mini Winnie mm. resuming. I think Mini Winnie's got a bit of ability. This I don't, don't, yeah. don't think this is necessarily uh, her race. Is it her? Him first up from him. A, him first up from. A spell, but uh, go back to his maiden win against Ice Trade, who made that form look pretty good. Um, How's the last it? campaign? That was the the best thing beaten that didn't get beaten. Yeah, I've yeah, that was, was an uh, incredible watch. It, yeah, Jade got out of jail there, didn't she? Incredible on, watch. Uh, I was actually on Ice Trade that day, and I I got beaten by a lip, but I didn't feel aggrieved in the slightest. <laughs> I, I, part of me was uh, yeah, I think it would have been a, a very hard return to scale for Jade if uh, if she didn't get the uh, the chocolates there. But yeah, tough tough. Uh, leg of the quaddy to kick things off yeah for sure very much so very much so all right the uh the new market the the feature race of the day bj over the 1200 meters i i just know that you'll be a big uh like most of us will be big a big free trade fan i want you to, to tell us why you, uh, you should be winning well free trade resumes uh last we last saw him in the bunbury stakes with a pretty arrogant victory that followed up on a dominant Pinjo Classic performance as well. Everything has always pointed to free trade, making it to black type. And he just sort of, the, the transition was seamless towards the you know late summer, early, early autumn, and you know, coincided with what's been what was what 20, 2019, 2020 was just a you know, the season. Uh, of his lifetime for Michael Lane, like that, that stable just went to a whole another, whole another level, and free trade was was right at the the forefront of uh, of that. And look, he's uh, he's been spoken about as a live railway uh, stakes and winter bottom stakes chance later in in 2020. Double, yeah, he's uh, yeah. Michael Lane mentioned that they might even run in both, uh, which would be which would be interesting. Had to be Clorker style. That's right. So he's been he's I, I like the fact that. Uh, Laney and the camp have given him two trials leading into this. He's, he's gone to the trials. He's meant business on both occasions. They got the workouts that they were looking for. Uh, he just looks like he's going to be breathing fire first up in the Belmont Newmarket on Saturday. Is he is he a leader? I don't know, but he just looks like he's going to land in front and control and dominate. It just looks like Red Can Man all over again, really. And, it uh, looks a gift map, doesn't a it? Gift map. A gift map. If something does go forward and take him on, so we, which we're not quite uh, expecting, uh, he can just hand up and, and pop in behind it. I think the, the two trials is a real sign of intent. That they, yeah. want, they want to win first up there, obviously. But they're, they, they're coming back for, what I think, a two-start campaign. Yeah. I think yeah. will be the plan. Yeah, so so this it'll be, the, they'll be planning on a bang-bang. Yeah, idyllic prince stakes in uh, two weeks' time. Yeah. So. There'll be a very simple little a very simple little bang-bang campaign. Should be winning, winning comfortably. I mean, the devil's advocate here has to suggest that some of these sprinters are a little bit fitter. Um, Floyd should be probably peaking probably at the second up over the 1,200 metres. Multiverse will love the the rain and Pims Royale was probably the eye catcher of the day yep. in the Red Cam Man race, the Bolton you just um, you just mentioned before. But um, in, if the rain does come, free trade will be first up on a slot, which which has to be some minor concern if there's a little bit of susceptibility in him late. But, geez, no, he, he should be winning. And uh, I saw a tweet and we were already discussing it. About uh, sometimes it's nice just to back some nice horses, and if you, I saw someone say that they were going to back free trade all up, um, 
showmanship just under four bucks and i thought geez on paper that looks a pretty nice little uh little investment i reckon um, it's gonna be a popular double across the coast mm. so yeah look i've marked i've marked free trade a dollar 80 could have had free trade probably even shorter it was the weather that just made me a little bit circumspect uh i haven't dived in yet at the dollar 90 or dollar 95 that has been popped around but it's still a dollar 90 so each of their own that are interested at those quotes yeah, the he just he just travels and moves like a class horse, does he? And he, he's a horse on the rise, whereas a lot of these are just about on this on their mark. Maybe Floyd is sort of starting to fulfil the the potential, the promise that he showed as a young horse. Maybe the stables he only had twenty four starts, so maybe the stables finally managed to get him right and got some continuity in his training and, and racing and he's got a lot of talent that was a really strong thousand meter victory the other day but i just think free trade's just got a class edge on these especially over the the 1200 just yeah i think he's i think he's got them covered and it could be could be a be very a comfortable mm. uh, uh watch for free trade 59 but, um, kilos though one thing to keep in mind this is a so like pims royale gets him with the 54 here with a gate if if Kira can get her out the gates and, and lob in the one-one type thing. Geez, that was a super impressive performance from from Pim's right. It was, wasn't up, it? So. But yeah. Yeah, if it's a if it's a sloppy old day, I'd probably uh, lean to multiverse being a lot stronger player for the for the placing side of things as well. So look, and if the rail's red hot, you look at Lockroy getting the tuck in behind free trade. Well, so that was that was just about horse. mentioned all of them. That was um, the horse I was going to mention as the the place sort of. Uh, the problem is I can mention all of them, which mm. makes you think that none of them are probably value because it's yeah, it's very even. And then we're obviously discounting, uh, not discounting, but we haven't, we haven't even, even spoken Floyd. about Central Spice either. <laughs> uh, I actually marked the Central Spice over twenty to one. So, well, Big Cole will be Big Cole up. won't be happy. No, no Big Cole. Well, he had a couple of yeah. He was. I think he'd just come off dry July last time I saw him. You could tell that he was. Uh, he started August in a very wet fan, uh, in a very wet fashion. So, <laughs> good day to Mister Mister Pierce. Free trade for me. By it's the only one you could back, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. free trade for me. The Lockeroy Red Cam man, that that effort was pretty good. It's probably just going to get the drag behind free trade as well. So, but yeah, I think it's uh, this is the the setup for free trade. Michael Lane will be looking to see what this horse can do moving towards bigger and better things later in the year. Mm-hmm. Okay, BJ. it's a bit disappointing. I, th- I thought we were going to get like a really good mm. new market. And unfortunately, Cup Knight's not here. That was probably the yeah Cup Knight and Red Cam Man and mm. a few of the others just hasn't all come together. And you know, I guess showmanship and a couple of those Cerise and Whites ended up going across to um, to Melbourne early, uh, maybe earlier than we even Jericho and Missile would have been nice to see Jericho on the race. I think David Harrison's pulled the wrong rein, um, which I don't often say. I think he's a very good judge of race, but um, I don't think he's pulled the right rein. With Jericho, would like to see. Uh, it go into the uh, the feature race, especially clashing against Silken Eyes. Yeah, in the next. But uh, let's get on to that race anyway, BJ. Okay, so race eight is the Vale Marjorie Charlson handicap. Now Marjorie was a absolute legendary WA racing administrator in the seventies, eighties, and uh, really put WA racing on the map from a national. Uh, scale back in the 1970s teaming up with harry bolton growing up in the with the jockey father in the racing industry you know um the the halcyon days of west australian racing and all the stories that my father tells me are basically all down to the efforts of of a select few like harry bolton and marjorie charleston and their um I guess their deeds to get prize money up and to attract the best jockeys, best trainers, the best horses to Western Australia for our summer carnivals uh, back in 
back through the 70s and, and 80s and um yeah like there were the golden the golden era of uh of west australia thoroughbred horse racing and marjorie charleston was um the main driver behind that so yeah it's uh it's sad to see such a stalwart of the industry pass on terry but um she contributed a hell of a lot and i believe she's a hall of fame wa racing hall of fame nominee as well so no doubt she'll uh, she'll be in there and, and much deserved as well very well said Vijay. Um, so I think you sort of heard some of my old man's racing stories the other night, Terry, when we, <laughs> we bumped into you out and about. He's a cracker, isn't he? <laughs> Jeez, he's an absolute cracker. Hello to Mr. Ryan yeah. as well. Yeah, he loved- uh, Regular he, listener. He loved having a- uh, Does he know a, how to use podcasts? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's- <laughs> He's pretty good. He uh, he loved having a new a new ear to tell all his old racing stories to Terry. So uh, appreciate you uh, taking time to no, listen I, to all those. I loved it. It was my honour. I uh, he can definitely be part of the book that I intend on writing at some stage. There's so many good racing stories out there, and obviously as we grow and learn more, beat more people in the industry, I just um, I think it would be a cr- some of the stories I've heard and some of the stories we've been a part of over the journey. Um, my old man used to tell me a million of them as well. I just I think it would make a great book. We've been discussing it. I mean, a few months been discussing it for a long time so um yeah i think we can get uh bernie in there with some of his as well there was a couple of crackers being shared <laughs> after a couple of robbies so anyway let's move on to this but i believe bj and i think you uh with me here is the um this is the feature of the day really yeah. isn't it this is the best race of the day comfortably all right let's 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 go through this on an, like we always do in a structured ordered manner <laughs> let's begin with a speed map here because this is in this is really 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 interesting from a speed map point of view so i what I do is I, I, first of all, when I do my form for any race, I list all the horses that potentially can go forward and then I try and dissect how the race will be run and what the mindsets will be with a few runners. So I've got Mia Dolce 1, Double Bubble 3, Cliffs of Comfort 5, the Niconian 10, Sophie Song 11. Okay, I've got Sophie Song from 11. I don't think has the pace to bother him. Might just sit deep, might go back. I just don't think it's part of the map. doesn't matter. Mia Dolce from 1 up to the 1,200 metres. I don't think this is an impossibility that the mindset will be, let's hand up here up to the 1200 it might not be but i think there'll be a thought process that if we get taken on from out wide i reckon we might consider handing up here so mia dolce will not necessarily be as aggressive to try and lead over the 1200 with the pressure coming across from outside of it double bubble barrier three don't think double bubble is a horse who is super super quick out the gates needs to muster to get that needs to work to get there better horse out in front uh, it's the horse most suited by the conditions forecast uh, as well. Um, then you've got the Cliffs of Comfort in Barrier 5, and I think there'll be a real a real show of intent. So they actually went below benchmark just to the turn last time. So I think there'll be a real show of intent to probably try and cross and find the rail here, yep. um, especially with the Naconian coming across who's a very good horse and sitting on um, Cliffs of Comfort's outside. So I've actually got Cliffs of Comfort crossing, finding the rail and the Naconian breezing. That gives you me a Dolce on the back of Cliffs of Comfort. That gives you the Naconian Double the breeze. Double bubble probably in the 1-1 one one one, one type yeah. thing. Um, but I think me a Dolce and the Naconian will act as uh, roadblocks. Trademark. Yeah, try some of my trademark roadblocks uh, in this race. I'm not sure how Cliffs of Comfort's um, – will handle the conditions that's something we just have mm. to sort of speculate on but yep. look pretty happy to knock cliffs of comfort last week i'm pretty happy to load into silk and eyes a fortnight ago sorry um i am changing my tune here um i just think a quality sprinter up to the 1200 meters which i said at the time i think will suit more than a thousand um able to find the rail on the minimum um this is where quality sprinters are really hard to get past um especially one that we all believe is on the rise so 
cliffs of comfort. Uh, it's just about my best of the day. I think I, I, when I say yeah. I don't have a best of the day, a real passionate best of the day, it's 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 a pretty difficult. Cut Other than the, uh, showmanship, uh, apart from yeah, apart from showmanship, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's a very difficult card with the with the with the conditions being as uh, uncertain as they are, BJ. But um, there's some great horses back in the field. Silken Eyes, uh, Jericho Missile. Why choose her? Who probably ticks more boxes mm. than any other runner? Just having a tough time with Alan Kennedy at the moment, to be honest. So um, he's yeah. So find it difficult to to load into into that. But um, look, I'm pretty happy taking luck out of the equation. Hoping Cliffs of Comfort can get across Mia Dolce. Um, have the Naconian and and Mia Dolce around it. Shake those two off and quality sprinters on the minimum. BJ, especially ones that lead, pretty hard to get past. Yeah, second second up. It looks like the Cam the Pierce brothers spoke post race that Cliffs of Comfort needed that first up hit out was a bit big in condition and i imagine they've they've turned the screws on him since then and that run with natural natural improvement up to the 1200 to me it just if he if he handles the conditions on the day i think cliffs of comfort just wins mm -hmm. uh that's the only that's the only way i can really see him getting getting rolled i mean jericho missile was super in the new season sprint rebounded strongly um, back to the thousand the other day where does where does lucky get from gate four with jericho who likes to relax early looks like a tough steer for the for our man raul ramoli doesn't All I'll say is i think anyone backing jericho will, will need to be very lucky to yeah. be winning this race so um yeah jericho arguably could be the best horse in this race yeah probably alongside cliffs of comfort silk and i was really good race yeah but gee whiz yeah i it's it's a I've very it's him, a very odd a it's a very odd booking it's a very odd uh yeah, it's an odd setup. It's an odd setup. There's also queries on whether Jericho Missile um, handled the, the going uh, a month ago first up. So, yeah, look, really, really difficult one. Jericho Missile went up favourite a few markets, understandably. I, I've marked Jericho Missile over 10 to 1 because I think the booking is just such a such a difficult one, to be yeah. honest with you. So, that's, uh, yeah, they got it right out in my market. I imagine it's going to get right out on the exchange yeah, too late. Too. Yeah, um, so, I um, – and what about Silken Eyes? Like, that was – you were pretty pumped with that result last week. I've watched the replay many times. The Wizard Pike, like that was just a Pike special. Really it was, like. but the horse was still zigging and zagging and weaving and uh, dodging, and it, it never really got to sort of uh, sort of size up and then to get a proper crack at him until really late. Um, I mean, some people will say why I choose her was taking ground off it on the line, but it had the momentum to wind up into the race out a little bit wider as well. But so but it yeah, was just you, just incredible the way that. So Danny George was in front of him. Uh, Choi Turner's hooked out and got around. Uh, Shinju was was in a position to keep to be a nuisance to Silken Eyes. It didn't show up. It's dropped off. It's amazing how often Pike the, these the the seize part and things just work out for the wizard. Like it's it, he. It happens so often, and um, and Silken Eyes has a booming finish, and he's very sharp point to point, and he uh, he's conserved early. A lot of people were doubting the Wizards tactics on the day, but he conserved early, darted through late for a, for a terrific win. Uh, no Wizard on this occasion, though. No. Uh, I think I was one of those doubting the tactics as well at the time. I think I wasn't far from you at the time. I was a little bit uh, mid-race. I didn't feel great. Had a, had, a, had a reasonable little whack at the double with Floyd and um, at the earlies, and um, no, I didn't feel too, too confident mid-race. But this is it teaches me right to never doubt the Wizard, doesn't it? Uh, 1,200 metres, does he, does he get the 1,200? We'll find out. I as, just, as strongly. Yeah, as strongly. I, I can't see him spotting Cliffs of Comfort three, four lengths on straightening and 
and gunning, if, if gunning Cliff's rails. Yeah, Mia Dolce is almost the key horse here, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. If yep. if Cliff sits in the breeze, I uh, Chloe and Chloe and Joey. Yeah, Chloe and Joey. Mm. Yeah, I'd I'd feel a bit um I'd feel less confident if we're breezing one hundred percent. But um as I said, I expect a real uh, degree of intent. And we have to speak about why I choose her quickly. Yep. Last run was absolutely huge. It's Massive. a horse that flies in the wet that goes better at the twelve hundred. Um, yeah, it's ready to win. A lot. It is one hundred percent ready to win. But this mm. is a really deep race. Alan Kennedy can't do things wrong, and at the moment he's doing a few things wrong. So I um, I do have why I choose her thinner in the market than the, the current price, but I just I just worry that this is such a good deep race. It's um yeah everything will need to go right for her. Okay, yeah, I'm pretty keen. I'm with Terry. I'm very keen on Cliffs of Comfort. I and mean, we just mentioned Chloe and Joey, the siblings, before, and how they hold the key to this race. It was interesting to see. Yesterday, Stevie Parnham on Wardian trying to push out underneath uh, brother Chris on Traded Crown and Chris just said, I'll just put, put you back in that pocket, Stevie, and then probably cost him the race. Price you have Cliffs of Comfort. Cliffs of Comfort. Me. It's been mapped. I was uh, early. I was three dollars twenty. Cliffs of Comfort. I was three dollars flat. I mm. thought I was a little bit thin with that price, considering how deep this race is. But it's been absolutely backed as if unbeatable. No, backed as if unbeatable. It means nothing's really come because you can't get a bet early. But mm. um, yeah, I think uh, a couple of the agencies, not just Brad Bet, a couple of the agencies went up uh, over four to one, and I think now you can barely shop above three to one. A tickle above three to one. So um, three dollars. No, I don't care. I don't care. I actually know it's wrong, but I'm going to keep saying it just to, uh, just to upset the people I know it upset. So uh, take the three to one. Maybe not. Don't take the three to one. I don't know. I don't know. Wait for conditions on the day. Maybe, maybe we get longer. It's a pretty deep race. It's a good race. Yeah. Mm. It's, a, it's, a, it's a good race on a, uh, on a tough day. Certainly so, um, yeah. It's, uh, what time is it, Terry? Uh, it's, it's time for the, the time honoured and one of, the, uh, one of my favourites uh, – Always my favourite race in the card is the Get Out Stakes, BJ. It's S-T-E-A-K-S. The Get Out Stakes, Market City Meets, uh, the extremely popular Twitter-based mm. competition. Now, Market City Meets, the largest retail butcher shop in Perth, is located at the Canningvale Markets on Bannister Road. Timmy Hewitt runs the show. Swing past, say good day. Timmy will look after you. His, Timmy and his team will look after you, of course. Congratulations to last week's winner, Dimitri Shiolu. Uh, that's his second victory, Dimitri, mm. in the Get Out Stakes. So very, very well done. Hopefully you uh, you enjoy those elite beef cuts from Market City Meats. Now to enter this week's Get Out Stakes. Uh, remembering the Sam White rule, of course, mm. um, for to separate dead heats. Enter, send us a tweet at the one one pod. Who you think will win race nine at Belmont on Saturday? And a decimal winning margin, two decimal places preferred. And if there is a dead heat, whoever puts their tweet in first will be declared the winner. First in best dressed. First in best dressed. Exactly. Yep. Well, this is a difficult end to the day, BJ. Um, that might be an understatement. Um, <laughs> we're probably going to be seeing, if, if, the, if the forecast was correct, we might have seen five or six races run in a, in a bit of a slop and the track could be pretty, uh, pretty off by now and um, the rail may not be the best spot to be. Anything but, um, could happen. Anything could happen. Mm. So, yeah, play it by ear. I mean, inflation's got the best form lines coming into this, dropping from the 72-plus to the 60-plus, gets in pretty well at the weights. Interestingly, Chris Parnham has probably already been booked to ride Devoted Star, which surely they don't scratch again, seeing he's had to give up the ride on inflation here. But um, if Lucy ends up on the fence, that just might simply 
I don't know, it might just instantly ruin inflation's chances. So mm. you can't really dive in there with any confidence. Annihilate as a horse with the X factor. It's been backed early across the board, understandably. I think it's just the horse with the most upside. Um, did get every conceivable last time out. But look, BJ, this is a race. We're just going to have to play on the day and see what's happening. The way I... And maybe it's because she saved us last week with Bonneville Black, but um, look the way the way uh, the way the track could be playing, sitting three deep the trip here for a horse like False State with Maddie Derrick on just might be exactly where you want to be on this track. And the expressionist form clearly stacks up um, after it uh, it put away a, a midweek field uh, ten days ago, so or tick over a week ago. Sorry. So look, I at this stage of proceedings, I'm just I'm going to wait and see what we do on the day, BJ. But um, I think the with the conditions as they are predicted to be, it might be a it might be a false statement type of uh, type of little look in the last if we can see some ten dollars plus. Matty wagon. I don't know though, but I see. I, I generally, generally don't know what I'm going to be on at, at this stage of proceedings. Um, it's it's really going to be conditions and um, track orientated. Wonder what Maddie in the last POT has been yeah. recently. Big numbers. Yeah. yeah. Um, I saw that Daniel O'Sullivan like tried to bust the myth, the pike in the last. Yeah, yeah. I did see that. <laughs> did you we see that on Twitter? Yeah, sometimes some myths you don't need to be busted. Just uh, yeah, we need some falsities are good. Yeah. <laughs> And he said that actually Pike in the first is the is the mm. more profitable way to go. So yeah, uh, another tough tough race on uh, Belmont Newmarket Day for me. I was um, I was with Annihilator. Terry said that he just got all the favours last start, which he certainly did. But I was just impressed just by by the way that he put them away. Just one one night um, is a pretty smart filly or man now on her day, and Annihilator just treated her with contempt. Has always shown like he's got something. Annihilator uh, sort of had has had appears to have had like a bit of a interrupted prep. There was a gap between runs on the his second up run on the tenth of June and third up run on the 29th of July. But just the way that he he elevated and ploughed through the going midweek uh, twelve hundred meters last start. If um, just going to trust Brad Graham to uh, Brad Graham Brad Parnham to find a suitable running position from the sticky draw. Uh, if he if three wide recovers the go. Following Maddie, maybe on false statement. Mm -hmm. Maddie three wide breezing, annihilator following her across, gets cover, could be a good spot. Yeah, I thought annihilator was from an each way point of view was the um, was the each way go of the day. He um, he ticked, yeah he just looked looked he was my on top selection and I um, I marked him significantly shorter. Did you mark him? I was uh, six dollars annihilator. I was uh, what was I five fifty six bucks a a little bit. Of the uh, the ten yeah. bucks that Bradley lobbed up this morning, yeah, uh, five fifty. I had an eye later actually. So, yeah. would you have inflation? I just marked him favourite because he's just going to be in front, but he just doesn't yeah. win, does he? Inflation? No, right? but I mean, it's been racing better been racing, racing in seventy two plus as a sixty eight rider. So even though he comes down to a, a sixty plus here, he doesn't cop the full brunt of yeah. the the difference. So it's actually two kilos that he was racing out of his weight division. Last time out, so I marked him four dollars eighty. Yeah. But in saying that, yeah. if we get a, a slop and the and the fence is off, it's probably a ten dollar chance. Yeah, so, but if, um, if if it's the reverse, it's almost the the mapped winner, isn't it? In a way, so ex exactly right, yeah. exactly right. So look, I think Annihilator will be extremely popular. May even start favourite. X Factor horses seem to have a fair bit of um a fair bit of my monetary support because uh, they're they're probably the ones that uh, well they've got the most upside, obviously. So Devoted Stars a big watch though as well. Yeah. Last time we saw conditions that we're going to see. 
on Saturday. Um, it was a huge winner um, over Silken Eyes and, and around the points. So, mm. could, um, could be following those our two in the three wide lines. Yeah, hundred well, percent. Yeah. It'll be wide and making its run, but uh, always always got queries on horses that are scratched on on numerous occasions. Mm. And uh, as we mentioned earlier in the show, Damien Miller on. Petrocity, Heckwatch. Yeah, Heckwatch, exactly right. Tough ride from the gate, but um, it's going well. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's just going to be interesting to see the the variations of the responses we get for the get-out stakes because um, – This is the yeah, most open like, get-out stakes we have seen in a, yeah. in a long time. A long, long, long time. So keep so. an eye out for what Sean Nichols does late oh, on yeah. uh, on Twitter. The goat and uh, could uh, could be the go. So, but yeah, I mean, you can make a case. Uh, even like you mentioned earlier, you could you could make a random case if it's if it if it pours down. You can make a case for Fry's Gift, who just loves the wet. So yeah, um, yeah, you'd yeah. need to improve a length or two. But uh, even if well, it does come, the down, Brian Rogers yeah, camp can can get yes, them to they, they find a length or can. two. Yeah, they certainly can. Yeah, it's a uh, a sticky sticky race to finish the day. As I said I expect a lot of annihilator. Um, support but um yeah from the gate it's a horse that's done its best work um covered up runs just yeah. off him as well so yeah. three wide line having to sprint past some of them can it do that as well i'm i'm not sure i'm not definitely not saying it can't it's a yeah. horse that i was looking for a improved performance and then up to the 1400 and it obviously smashed him last start at the 12 and i think it'll get better with a little bit further as well so good finish to the day but we're gonna have to wait for conditions i don't think there's any yeah. point in really discussing anything too in depth would you be will you be taking a quarter on saturday oh it's just we're taking a quarter every day. BJ. Did you see that quarter yesterday? Come on. Belmont, hundred thousand dollar dividend. Yesterday. What's it? Yeah. Yeah, right. I missed a few of those legs. I think <laughs> <laughs> didn't quite didn't quite jerk that one. I had Arnie's boy going for. Um, this is when I heard that. Uh, this is why I actually paid attention that quarter a fortnight ago. Yeah. So we got to the last leg. I mean, it took three in the first. Linda was the third. Lucky Linda Lulu. Then yeah. I stood out. Silicon Eyes only took two, and they took Floyd and Mervin. And I got to the last leg. I had a had a fairly large dividend. I'd Arnie's boy going for the best part of six figures that day, to be honest with you. So that's why I heard, when I heard that in the toilet just before the race, I thought, oh, this is not to be. Here we go. Here we go. But uh, unfortunately- Christmas has come early. It was the favourite which uh, which got up. So it wasn't the, the big payday I was, was hoping for. But um, this is a tough finish of the day. So good luck and uh, bet late. Okay. Okay, that brings us to our best betting propositions of the day we'll let the perth racing guru lead things off what can you steer the listeners into as your best well as i said before it's not a day where i've got a real confident jumping out of my skin best we'll go with cliffs of comfort um confident they can cross find the rail and that's the last they see of a quality sprinter on the rise on the minimum dude i'm with you cliffs of comfort there my, you go it's been a best, while since they've lined up best betting proposition of the day second up 1200 meters straight to the front See you back in the showers, Cliffs of Comfort. It's nice to take luck out of equation, yeah. uh, luck out of the equation with a nice uh, free uh, free rolling type out in front. So, Maddie BJ, what do you got for me at the uh, at the quotes? Twenty dollars or above? Well, I fell a whisker short of a Maddie result last Saturday with Throwdown. Oh yes, I should have mentioned that. It's very poor of me. Yeah, I'm, I'm really glad you did fall uh, whisker short as well, actually, of, uh, of that Maddie result. So Chrissy Graham, horses starting to roll for Chrissy Graham. Yep. Only a matter of time until they uh, until they started um, wanting to win for him. Got his first win since returning from that suspension with Don's Legacy, and um, which we were, we yeah. were looking for. And I see that is his, is his claim come down to two yeah, kilos. Yeah, two now? kilos midweek. Yeah. Um, it should be the same Saturday, shouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, he's gone from three to two with that Don's legacy win at Belmont yep. last Saturday. So, yeah, they are starting to move from. So, yeah, throwdown just just failed to to catch uh, Bonneville Black at um, 
$31, something like that on mm-hmm. the exchange. So Big um, price. my Maddie for the day comes up in race six. Uh, doesn't win very often, but has the right trainer. I knew you were going to go this way. Route 88 in uh, race six of the day, Lucy Warwick, Lindsay Smith. If they're getting back, running on, if the inside's off, there's a few – this is this is a pattern-dependent thing, but I think $26 at the moment is is a, uh, a pretty decent price for Route 88. First I hate up. that horse. I actually hate that horse. Yeah. I, yeah you don't owe me a fair few bob. I think I might have made suggest- it Maddie before, actually. Yeah. Um, but it's a bit of a tease horse, but it's mm. a bit of a funny race. So you know, The yard's definitely going well enough to win anything at the moment, aren't yeah. they? Route 88, race six. Uh, same race for me and ATM, as I suggested. I've marked at $13, so current markets are $31 across the board. That's uh, plenty for me to get involved. Okay. okay. So we're going head-to-head in that race. I like it. And Maddie's, we've got ATM for Terry, Route 88 for BJ. It's so a Maddie type of race, isn't it? That brings our preview to a close, Terry. Terry.